Welcome to the Word on Wednesday podcast for October 28. My name is John Mason. It's great you could join us. Peace is never easy to achieve in our troubled world. Indeed, peace is increasingly in short supply in the secularized, divided democracies of the West. Angry mobs constantly make their presence felt on the city streets. So what does Jesus mean when he says in his seventh beatitude, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons and daughters of God. We need to remember that the beatitudes, or eight blessings, are not features of eight different types of people. Peacemaking is one characteristic of God's people. Following the flow of Jesus' words, he says that those who, instead of feeling proud of themselves, understand the brokenness of their relationship with God. People who grieve over their own sin and over a world that turns its back on God, who instead of following the power play and plotting of the world to achieve kingdom ends, walk the tougher path of humility and service, who hunger for truth and righteousness, who show mercy to the helpless, pursue purity, and work for peace. Jesus' Beatitudes search our character, what our hearts are like. They reveal that none of us lives up to God's expectations. None of us is a worthy beneficiary of the kingdom of heaven through our own efforts. Rather taken in context, the Beatitudes reveal Jesus' expectations of his followers. Jesus is the greatest peacemaker ever. He alone can make peace between us and God and teach us to make peace with one another. Through his death and resurrection, he uniquely holds out the removal of the stain of sin that has broken our relationship with God. He has given new meaning to the ancient Jewish greeting, Shalom. At the heart of the good news of Christianity is the making of peace. In Romans chapter 5 verse 1, Paul the Apostle writes, Therefore, since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God, through our Lord Jesus Christ. This peace includes well-being and wholeness. Indeed, when we find peace with God, we will want to work at living at peace with family, with God's people, at work and in the community. Blessed are the peacemakers. Jesus is not referring to people who yearn for peace, but to his people who work at peace. For with this beatitude, he is not only speaking about gospel peacemaking, he also has in mind that his followers are to be peacemakers in the broadest sense. God's people should be at the forefront of living selfless lives, treating others with respect, seeking solutions to ease tensions, reduce conflict, and helping angry and conflicted people understand one another. None of this is easy especially when we personally have been hurt. Not always easy to forgive, to be reconciled, to make peace. It's easy for us to forget the wisdom of Proverbs 15. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise commends knowledge, but the mouths of fools pour out folly. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, The Apostle Paul enjoins us, Be angry, but do not sin. 
Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Now, forgiving doesn't mean that wrong goes unpunished. In early February in Sydney this year, three children from a family and their cousin were walking to a local shop to buy ice creams. As they walked, a car careered off the road into them. All four died. In the midst of their deep grief, the parents of the three children publicly forgave the driver, who has now pleaded guilty before the courts. Peace is not the same as appeasement, nor does making peace mean that we shouldn't take steps to ensure that a wrong doesn't recur. To be a peacemaker means doing everything we can, under God and without compromise, to bring about harmony. Jesus says that when we think and behave like this, we will be called the sons and daughters of God. For to be a peacemaker is to be like God. And if they're honest, people around us will see this. Consider what happens when God's people disagree. Those who keep calm and listen to both sides with fairness and courtesy, and who work at finding a solution that is consistent with God's word, are usually respected. The truth is that all of us who call ourselves God's people should behave like this. It's how Jesus behaved. Peacemaking is one of the qualities of his people. Through the Beatitudes, Jesus tells us that the moral integrity of our lives matters. We can't earn our salvation, but if we constantly follow the desires of our hearts and we are not being changed by Jesus' teaching, we must ask whether we are truly God's people. And there's another facet to peaceful living that we overlook. In 1 Timothy chapter 2, Paul says, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions and thanksgivings be made for everyone, for kings and all who are in high positions, so that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and dignity. This is right and is acceptable in the sight of God our Saviour, who desires everyone to be saved and to come to the truth. Prayer for leaders is so important. We forget that through our prayers we can influence national and international affairs, praying that leaders will bring about conditions of peace and security for everyone. Significantly, these conditions provide a better context for promoting God's gospel. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called the sons and daughters of God. God of the nations, whose kingdom rules over all, have mercy on our broken and divided world. Shed abroad your peace in the hearts of all people, and banish from them the spirit that makes for conflict, so that all races and people may learn to live as members of one family and in obedience to your laws. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Catherine Jacob will now lead us in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. 
Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Almighty and eternal God, grant that we may grow in faith, hope, and love. Especially make us love what you command, so that we may obtain what you have promised. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Andrew Pearson will now lead us in further prayer. A prayer for all in authority. Almighty God, the fountain of all goodness, we humbly pray you to bless all who hold positions of authority and public office in every land, so that all things, especially in these uncertain times, may be ordered in wisdom, righteousness, and peace, to the honor of your holy name, and the good of your church and people, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A prayer for everyone in need. O God, creator and preserver of all people, we humbly pray for all sorts and conditions of men and women, that you would be pleased to make your way known to them, your saving power among all nations. Especially we pray for the welfare of your church, that we all may be guided and governed by your good spirit, so that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace, and in righteousness of life. We commend to your fatherly goodness all who are in any way afflicted or distressed, with any kind of sickness or sorrow, anxiety or need. Especially we pray for family, friends, those who are known to us, Lord, we particularly pray for your comfort for those who are grieved by the loss of loved ones at this time. We pray for the ongoing research into a vaccine and cure for COVID-19. We also pray for the many who are out of work. Give wisdom and compassion to leaders, enabling them to facilitate an effective economic recovery and so provide opportunity for work for everyone. Lord, we also pray for those who are in physical, mental, or emotional danger at this time. Father, may it please you to comfort and relieve them according to their needs, giving them patience in their sufferings, and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. All this we ask for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God, and of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen. People involved in today's podcast are John Mason, speaker and writer, Andrew Pearson, the Dean and Senior Minister of the Cathedral Church of the Advent, Birmingham, Alabama, Catherine Jacob, a member of the Cathedral Ministry Team, and music is from the Cathedral, under the direction of Dr. Frederick Teardew and Zachary Hicks. Prayers are drawn from an Australian Prayer Book, 1978, and the Bible readings are from the New Revised Standard Version. Please let us know if you have a question or a comment about this podcast. We'd love to hear from you.